recording? Or are we recording? We are recording. Oh my goodness, we're recording. Hey, oh, another episode of TSC Workshop, a podcast. Uh, this is your hostess with the mostest, the sublime. Sublime? Sublime. Sublime. Jeez. All right. No, I'm not the sublime, and apparently I'm not the hostess with the mostest. This is just fucking Bryce. It's Bryce and Paul, you know, <laughs> the same people. And Polly, you know us. What's Maybe going if on? you are uh, are a avid listener, I know there's many of you out there. Yeah. Uh, or if you're a first time buyer, uh, welcome. And I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we appreciate that you're listening. First nah, off, nah. and you know, uh, yeah, no, yes, definitely <laughs> appreciate. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna kick it off with our normal, uh, just what's inspiring us, Polly. Oh, on the spot. Yeah, no, uh, I, I had nothing, so yeah, I'm going to throw you out there. Inspiration. Like, uh, I think, uh, you know, musically, I, I feel like I, I have actually kind of been inspired lately. Just, uh, <coughs> you know, just learning songs. I, I've been nice. learning a lot of songs. I think one of the things that I've always found kind of challenging about playing music is learning covers, which, I mean, that's how you really learn how to you know, most most people who who learn guitar learn to play songs they like, and then they go write their own stuff. But I always wanted to just kind of jump into <laughs> making up my own stuff and just screwing around yeah. on guitar. Um, but I feel like lately it's coming easier to just you know listen to a song, learn the chords, start to figure it out, and then you know if you want to make it your own, yeah, you make it your it own. You know. Do, do different things with different songs. But you have the bass, the basics down. Yeah, to. yeah. So, like, I started learning uh, I'm Only Dreaming, the Beatles song, you know, Rubber Soul. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a particular song and it played in a certain way. And then learned the chords and then started to kind of mess around with the rhythm and do different things with it and try to make it a little bit more, like, punk rock a little bit, uh, you know, I a little like faster. It. yeah. Change that tempo up. You know, throw throw some distorted guitar on there, and so I think as a Polly would do. Yeah, as a Polly would do, and uh, so that's kind of been inspiring, just to kind of find like, well, what songs would I want to learn? And then if it, if I look at the chords, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know most of those chords. I could probably figure that out. And it's you know just kind of running with it, and so that's that's been keeping me busy. Nice. And and uh, our uh, intern Jake as well. We've we've come up with some ideas of things that we want to cover, um, and yeah, I think I think it's just kind of simplified a little bit the thinking of what we do when we jam because it's just like oh yeah, it's the song that we were talking about and practicing, and let's just try to figure yeah. out how we put it together now. Yeah, how does it sound all together? Yeah, yeah, and eventually. Eventually, me on the bass. On the bass, yeah. yeah. So, um, that's that's been a fun little inspirational uh, uh, thing to kind of keep keep the creative juices going. Because honestly, like a lot of the other stuff, uh, uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit comic book wise today. But I don't know. Just uh, the day job is kind of dragging dragging me a little bit. And well, so you're back in the office now, so <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, you know, as of it's probably the first episode we've had since I've gone back to the uh, office and uh yeah. the couple of days a week even just kind of getting well, yeah, into it's, it's a, a different flow experience and rhythm. yeah yeah you, you have to kind of reacquaint yourself with having a commute and yeah. seeing how long have people you been out of the office uh, two years effectively yeah. uh so may march of uh 2020 so now march of 2022 we were still out so that was two full years right there and now we're back in the building 
looking at human beings for eight hours a day, interacting with human beings for eight hours a day. Yeah. You know, it's just uh it, it, it does like the first day we were back in the office that that was kind of exhausting. I'm I'm naturally introvert. I know that about myself. I like being around people, but I feel like that's one thing that this whole experience really kind of I mean, it just kind of made those tendencies more natural. And so now when you spend eight hours with yeah. people, it, it's for me, at least, is kind of exhausting. Well, yeah, you know, you were you fell more back into your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for a couple years where before that you know your life yeah you had to be yeah uh you know on a little bit more yeah so it's just getting used to that i think more than anything and it's not a bad thing necessarily i i've enjoyed seeing people that i haven't seen in a while who i like you know people that i work with that you know maybe i don't work with directly they're not on my team but i, I you know i just like, oh, like hey. those people. yeah yeah and like i you know connected with some people i haven't seen in a while and uh it's it's a it's a good feeling in some ways but again at the end of the day i'm just tired like (laughs) i'm burnt out and i'm just like i don't want to do anything other than just you know put on moon night and just like you know (laughs) veg out yeah so have you finished it i I, yeah actually i just did yeah i finished it today okay yeah yeah shit's nuts what'd you think yeah um i liked it i'm Moon Knight's not a character I'm very familiar with. Uh, I never went down that path, but I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, I know some people that maybe were more into Moon Knight weren't that into it, or uh, some people that maybe weren't, but also still weren't that into it. I honestly don't know why. Uh, from my perspective, it was entertaining. Yeah. I also like history, so like, not that it's you know, <laughs> historically historically accurate, accurate you know. <laughs> but the fact that you're going down the path of uh, Egyptian gods and stuff like that just uh, naturally piques my interest. Yeah. Um, I'm the kind of person who whenever I watch a show that's not maybe historically accurate but has some bearing in history, you know, I, I like to do the little Wikipedia. Like, yeah. You know, and I looked up Khonshu and just, like, trying to figure out, like, was this actually a really a god that people... Yeah. acknowledged and yeah sure why not yeah, so no, there's you know a little bit of history and it's enough there to is and like, the curiosity you know i i have a very base you know uh i've always been intrigued with you know like the greek gods roman gods uh norse gods and egyptian so to me yeah no it's cool it's fun i enjoyed it it's kind of a mind fuck uh yeah there's definitely episodes where it's just like what you know and just kind of trying to figure out what's going to happen next um which i guess i can i can see why the show may have turned some people off but i think the reasons why it might have turned some people off is what turned me on yeah i i i enjoyed it uh i like oscar isaac as an actor like most movies i've seen where he's in it he did great he's a great actor and ethan hawk too for that matter um and uh i like the, the, the girl yeah uh, may may uh Kalamawai, i think um and yeah you know it's just kind of an interesting i mean honestly it's it's a multi-ethnic kind of uh cast which i appreciated yeah you know and the the characters and the stories are not just you know <clears throat> american storylines it's it's you know international which I don't know. It's just the kind of nice little flavor to add yeah, to, the, to I, the Marvel cinematic universe. I, think. I thought it was cool. I think one of the 
coolest moments that I kind of like chuckled was like, ah, it's rad was uh, I think in the last episode where, you know, I'm not giving it away, but it was just like, oh, you're an Egyptian superhero. It's like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's like giving other people a representation in that realm, I think, is an awesome thing. You know, yeah. uh, me being a white male, I've had many. So like it, <laughs> other people like deservedly getting that, you know, feeling of somebody that they can relate to on a different level. Uh you know, a more personal level. Yeah. And even just on the basis of being a, a, a Marvel series, like, I mean, I, I was never a big Moon Knight reader either. I, I definitely had Moon Knight comics. I know I read them and uh, probably had an action figure too when I was growing up. I mean, I pretty much bought every Marvel <laughs> comic though. So, uh, but not, not necessarily one of my favorites. So it's kind of interesting to, to get a little bit more. I think one thing that Marvel cinematic universe does with these kind of fringe characters is give you a little bit of a bigger picture of that character story arc that developed over decades, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that's the case with Moon Knight. I never remember him having split personality kind of situation, but, uh, cause I just remember the Mark Spector Moon Knight. And, uh, so yeah, so I, I thought that was kind of like, Oh, well there was more storylines that I just wasn't aware of. Cause it that wasn't the, yeah moon Knight that i picked up and i just knew it the one made me want to go back into that mm-hmm. like i want the newer moon Knight books yeah. seem like they took a really interesting turn and the the um i guess steven's manifestation of uh the moon Knight character the mr the suited uh, up yeah one. the suited guy <laughs> yeah um i don't know that's just kind of a fun character mm-hmm. design and an idea so uh and that's not one that i remember at all from from reading comics back in the day so i'll have to dig into that a little bit more yeah i think uh one of our adventures to the comic book store is maybe uh check that out yeah yeah um anything else of late inspiring ye um, you know, just comic books in general, uh, you know, I've, we've been diving into yeah. what's out there a little bit more, um, because of the work that we're doing and just kind of seeing what the, what the landscape looks like. So I, I don't think we've talked about it on an episode in the past, but, uh, step by bloody step. That was a comic, uh, that I came across at a comic book store. It's everywhere. You, know, yeah. you won't have any trouble finding it. It's an image comic, but it was one that I just kind of bought on a whim and just, was totally impressed with the art it's gorgeous Um, you know it's it's an almost wordless comic you know you read through it and and it's just essentially it is storytelling it's great storytelling though you know they've they've done a great job uh the creative team there um you know kind of telling this other you know extraterrestrial story that's going on and and uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, the concept is is kind of an eternal one that's fun to come to. It's giant robot and you know little kid and just kind of their adventures and and uh, so I know you just picked up the most recent issue, so yeah. I'm an issue behind now. Um, yeah, well, how's it going the direction wise in issue three? What do you think about that? Uh, it's nuts. It went somewhere I wasn't expecting, but yeah, I. I but yeah, I mean it is a, there are no words that we can read right yeah. so there is a language in there but an alien language, an alien yeah, language yeah. so it's like you it's all pictorial um and i think it's 
done beautifully. Like it, you can follow the story and just the imagery is fucking great. Yeah. Um, to me, and I think we talked about this a little bit, um, was it, it reminds me of Mobius, uh, you know, the, the artist Mobius who is well-known French comic book artist who does sci-fi, a lot of sci-fi comics and whatnot. And he just has a very distinctive style. And it's it, a lot of his drawings are like landscapes and, you know, alien, you know, cityscapes mm -hmm. and and, you know, strange creatures and, you know, characters flying around on <laughs> dinosaurs and stuff like that. And, and it just kind of had that same vibe to me because a lot of his comics are also, you know, wordless. Like yeah. it's just his art and a story that's being told without the need for words and others are, you know have words but i mean just some of the ones that i'm familiar with it just that was the immediate kind of uh connection and art wise it doesn't look like his work but it there is There's to me feel. at least yeah there is a definite connection yeah, to because i think it's does. hard it's hard right uh i think a good comic book even with words tells a story within its art i mean that's the well, of course yeah the yeah. mastery right there but uh, yeah, I just when you showed it to me the first time, I was just kind of blown away, going, "Shit, this is mm, okay." Yeah, like yeah. this is something I wish we could aspire to. Not just not that story, but uh, a feel, a vibe, where it's like you know we're you know the scenes because I feel like in our at least first issue and maybe even the second issue, there's gonna be big portions, and there might be. It might be throughout the comic where there's more portion por portions of the comic that are uh, wordless. Yeah, I think our second issue, uh, we have some opportunities there. I think to really lean on the art and and you know do some expansive uh, kind of yeah, world, landscape world. world landscape like. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's what the world looks like, and um, not that we're not gonna. I mean, that's oh, part of yeah. issue one too, but. Um, I think particular in, particularly in issue two, we have some opportunities to, to really lean on that. And, oh, I and I, I'm going to be and I, I'll be 100 percent honest, like uh, looking at step by step, uh, step by bloody step. I'm I'm already thinking about how can I steal the things that I'm seeing in there that oh, I sure. that I'm really impressed by. And and, you know, do it in a way that's, you know, I don't know, not just straight out stealing the art or anything like that. But I just I just mean, like, particularly yeah. the layouts, I think. Yes to to me when we've talked about how we would lay out a comic book you know and not just as you know here's a you know three by three yeah. grid of for sure you oh, know, yeah yeah every square is the same size and all that kind of stuff we want we want to get a little bit ambitious about the way these layouts are gonna actually end up on the page and and to me i think that's one thing that really stands out to me about that comic is just that it's visually appealing and doing very creative things with uh the panels that well it helps are subtle too yeah. and and just pr uh really helps promoting the pace, story, yeah, story exactly. everything i mean i i like the idea of you know i guess the regimented panels when it's necessary when there's a regimented like this is step by step type thing it's you know it's telling you a story within that you're feeling regimented by looking at it and going through it so you're understanding that this is a very strict timeline 
of what's going on right now. But then, you know, when shit gets crazy and wild, you can't do that because that mm-hmm. doesn't play to that feel or vibe. Like, I think, you know, the layout is just as important as the art or the words. Like, if not, maybe even a little more important. Like, it, 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 it can help dictate because even if you don't quite hit the art or the words, like if the layout is portraying chaos or regiment, like you, at least as a reader, can understand kind of the feel vibe that's going on at that moment. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, casual comic book readers, you know, you may not pay attention too much about the layout of a comic, but it really does define how that story is progressing. I mean, to the degree that. Uh, Scott McCloud, if you're familiar with the work of Scott McCloud, he's a comic book artist, independent artist. Uh, he wrote the books Understanding Comics and kind of a very theoretical comics guy. Um, and the way that he kind of explains your panels and your layout is is as you look at each panel, the thing that's between the panel is the time that's happening between each of these scenes that you yeah. have within your panel. So when you you know when you make a small and it seems like a small decision maybe to a reader where you know you're you're you have gutters in a comic book mentally your brain is actually processing that as oh there's a gap gap in time yeah yeah. there's a gap between this thing and that thing and so how big is that gap is it you know from panel one to panel two is it a person who's you know jumping on a plane and then on panel two they're landing in a you know different country yeah there's a lot of time that just passed between those two panels. And, you know, when you think about how you you plot a comic and you lay out a comic and you pace a comic, it really does kind of tell the the time passing by the way that you've created the layout on the page and, and how you decide to jump from panel to panel. So it's it's kind of a fun thought because it's like, well, you and the fun thing about comics to me and every other medium, you can't really do it. You control time in comics as a reader. So you sit there and you 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 think about, yeah. you know, again, that person jumping on the plane on panel one and then landing on panel two. And you can spend how much time as a reader Everything you want in between and thinking is, about. Yeah. yeah. And you and it forces you to use your imagination as a reader in a way where if you were writing a novel, you couldn't. I mean, you could you could end a chapter and say, you know, and then he jumped on the plane. And then chapter two. Now he's in Florida, you know, so it's 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 there's it's an interesting aspect, though, of this yeah. medium. And the way that it it's a time passes because it was always like writing was show don't tell right which I think there is a lot of that in comics too you're showing a story but like your words through a book you're doing that through words because there are no pictures in a comic there's pictures and there's those gaps so there's you know I I guess I when I was purely just writing not doing it like I was trying to or I was intrigued by books that showed that through like punctuation or spaces or other things that were playing with time and pace and uh, a feeling through that type of stuff. Um, I've never been uh, one to be strict towards, you know, the rules of punctuation. Um, In fact, I kind of hate those rules because I think it, lends itself to not giving you those freedoms and abilities to kind of paint a picture. Uh, I think sometimes less is more like instead of drawing out and showing you that time is passing, just put a fucking period and then space. Like 
it's the same idea with you know a gap in the panels i love i love that concept yeah. i think it's an art in itself yeah and i think you know when you as somebody who like we're we're figuring out how to create a comic right yeah. now and it's like you as you learn the medium and you understand what happens when you put that on a piece of paper at the end of the day and how somebody else is going to perceive that um I mean, it's a practice and it's like with writing too you know you you learn some of the basics if you don't have a you know sound understanding of grammar and punctuation and spelling you know uh, sure you might have a great story but it's it's probably going to be difficult to read if you don't for sure know how to apply those things but then when you have an expertise and practice then and, you play and with those things yeah yeah it's the kind of that picasso attitude of you know i've mastered the art now let me have fun with it yes yeah. I, I understand it. So um, I feel like that's kind of where we're at with this comic is we're learning the rules of the game. And, and you know, uh, by all means, we're going to kind of push uh, and experiment with it as much as we can. But at the same degree, I do feel like sometimes it's going to benefit us to do the simple thing. Do well, a simple sentence with a noun, a verb, and an yeah, action. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to. And a period, you know, at the end. So I mean, it. it's also, you know, we don't know what we don't know. So we can try to be experimental up the wazoo, but does that do anything? Like, we're, we may know our own mediums to a degree, but coming together and creating a comic book for the first time, we don't know. So it's. You know, I, w I, w I would like to push some boundaries, but that doesn't mean it needs to go completely off the wall because then I think we'll lose ourselves, too, because we don't we don't like I said, we don't know what we don't know. So, like, let's have some fun. But at the same time, stick to some of those, you know, guidelines of what is what works. Yeah, we're telling a I mean, genre wise, obviously, we're in a certain genre, but I think we're telling a conventional story. I definitely. I, the thing I love about comics is that you have, just like any other media, really, you, you have a, a wide variety of different styles. And you, I've read some experimental comics that, you know, don't really tell a story. They're just art and in a comics form, and it's fun, and it's cool, and it's really cool to look at. But Visually cool. That's but not necessarily what we're trying to, nah, to we do, because we have a story. story yeah. yeah, we have a very concrete story, characters, and and uh, genre that we're working on so you know we're not necessarily you know experimentalists in that way but no. we're going to push ourselves we're going to push the abilities of what we what we think we can do so push um, it to have push it for the fun and cool sake uh to not just be boring yeah uh but at the same time grounded in uh well we don't know well let's do it this way because we know that well we assume this works because it's a tried and true type thing yeah and i, I feel like again just kind of going back to inspiration that's why looking at something like step by bloody step yeah. it's, it's finding a, those yeah, comics it's, and it's, those things like. i mean it's it there's nothing i mean it's a mainstream comic to me it's it's something that would appeal to a lot of different audiences it's genre it's sci-fi but it's just a really cool thing to look at too and that's that's what i kind of hope yeah. for at the end of the day is i would watch that show and it would probably oh, be yeah. gorgeous and beautiful and no words that you know but you would still just get all the feels and love it um so yeah that's uh that's what's inspiring me what's inspiring you sir what do you mean <laughs> no. um <laughs> yeah no i mean some of the same of that you know um the comic books just trying to dive in uh 
into comics again. I mean, I before this, you know, venture of us finally saying that we want to do a comic book, I, you know, I, I haven't dove into comic books deep in a long time. Um, you know, every once in a while I'd have a graphic novel or something that I was like, oh, well, that seems interesting. I'll buy it and fun. But I haven't serialized a comic in forever, like buying issue, 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 issue. Yeah, same here. And, you know, it, that to me has been part of the fun, too, of going in. And I might have an addiction of collection of things, too. So, you know, it's probably not the best thing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I have to deal with my wife. For every comic book, she gets a back rubber, foot rubber or something. So that's dope. Like, I'm fine with that. My hands hurt. But, like, <laughs> uh, I it's it's part of the fun it's also part of the like that quest of finding a new comic and uh going along that journey is also what kind of drives me because i'm hoping that we create something as well that somebody does the same thing yeah, like willing to take yeah. a, a chance on a Which unknown you know right and you know and i've been looking at you know the podcast you've sent some podcasts too of comic books and reader and just listening to everybody it's like we're all in the same boat i mean other people are actually legitimate at this stuff but they still have the same things we say right now of you know uh, you know i i don't know like there seems to be a lot of humility uh, maybe in this genre, I don't know. There, I'm sure there's tons of arrogant assholes in any realm you go. But everything I've been listening to is like, you know, I, I'm just a guy like that just wrote a story, and you know, I've figured out a formula that I like and fits, and apparently people do and uh, whatnot. Uh, but you know, it feels good. Like, all right, and I'm. That's kind of my journey, I guess. I've been going through with everything in my life with TSC workshop with graphic design with other things like I still don't consider myself an artist in any way shape or form you're an artist to me I'm not but I know you would tell me otherwise yep. um, but I'm starting to learn that oh maybe I am and you know it, Honestly, doing I, I think you're more of an artist than I am because <laughs> to me the only thing that defines an artist is creating and so you're doing a whole lot more creating than I am, I feel like, on a day-to-day -day basis. So Yeah. No, uh, I mean, but I get paid to do it now. Yeah, but, but, hey, you know. Which is great. I l here's the deal. I can complain about my life, job, whatever, as we all do, because things irk us or whatever. But, I, uh, I mean, I'm fortunate, and I love it. And I'm trying to figure out a way to continue to grow it um, so that I can keep doing it. And I can also, you know, bring those people I love and want to fucking collab and work with, like you, and we we go do something yeah um that's part of this podcast that's part of this comic book right like yeah. trying to find the umbrellas that we can go create and create a fun thing so it's you know even those days where i feel like i'm not inspired by things then i kind of have to stop and take a moment for myself and realize what i do have what i have done um, and give myself more credit than I will ever give myself credit for, uh, and then go, okay, what next? What are we going to do? Like, keep it going, keep it growing. Um, and I think part of 
that journey also, you know, is what in like what this two days ago was an inspiration for me of uh just taking a day for yourself um and going on an adventure you know like i've i've got my kids i've got my wife and i got my job and i every day seems the same even weekends because i've always got everyone around me and i'm always working from home uh which is great and grand but you know everybody gets burnt out and everybody needs some time and so you know two days ago we took some time and fortunate to have uh you being able to come along uh and just getting out of dodge no work no nothing <laughs> let's go uh eat some tasty food uh let's go record store diving let's have some tasty beers and then go watch you know uh, a favorite author of both of ours i believe like uh talk and so to me that was inspiring it was fun it was kind of rejuvenating yeah um because i don't even when i get out i usually just get out with the family and all these things which like i said is great but sometimes it's needed to just take you and you time and not have all that other stuff around so yeah you know that was that was fun yeah i th i think uh you know uh uh, kind of a bro trip out to the bay area yeah. is something i haven't done in yeah, forever, forever you know and uh yeah that was i i had a great time i mean i think you know we so the author that we went and listened to and uh great inspiration to both of us neil gaiman i yep. mean i think that's the name that anybody who's probably listened to this podcast if you're on the same page as us you probably also enjoy neil gaiman and yeah. uh you know i i wasn't gonna think twice about having a chance to to hear the man talking in, in person, person yeah. and, you know i i i've been to readings before but you know not like that like i mean an author of that stature um and yeah it was just a just a good day you know and mm -hmm. and i think every once in a while you've got to take a tuesday off like yeah gotta tuesday, take that tuesday tuesdays <laughs> It's kind of like that day in the middle of the week, you know, where it's just like you're already in your Monday routine. The next day is coming around. Tuesdays are good days to take off. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there to anybody who's listening and just feel I like, can feel that. Tuesday yeah, is yeah, a good day. Yeah. Tuesdays and Thursdays. I think those are the underappreciated days of the week. Sometimes you should just take off. And uh, yeah, so be to be able to, to step away from the work life and, and step away from home and go out to the bay and go out east bay into the city um yeah that was that was that was a good time it was um yeah it like i said it was very rejuvenating as tired as i was um <laughs> i still shit that was you know first off having great great food when we get there great pizza rotten city pizza uh was fantastic mm -hmm. then hitting up a new brewery that only had heard about other you know friends say that this is great beer go try wondrous brewing that was everything that people said it was it was, it quite, was wondrous. quite wondrous and then uh hitting a record store that i've uh purchased stuff many times over uh, x amount of years but always online 
through their web shop and never actually been able to go there. One, two, three, four, go records. Yeah. Uh, which was lived up to its potential. I knew as soon as I knew that I would go there and just be like, Oh my God, I got to have everything because I feel like they curate to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Neil Gaiman was just, he's my favorite living author. Um, probably like Kurt Vonnegut's my other favorite author. I, I love them both probably equally in different ways. Um, and Kurt Vonnegut, I think I've talked about writing style. I feel is more of what I like where he, mm -hmm. he, he paints a picture of pace and time through punctuation and, uh, omissions and stuff like that. Like that to me is great. Um, Neil Gaiman, though, is just, he's on a different level. The worlds he creates, the f tr it's just magic. Yeah, I think that's the thing for, for Neil with, with me is that, and I, I, even in the stories that he was, uh, you know, reading uh, during the event, mm -hmm. he just has a way of building a world where he'll throw in a detail and it's just like, it just makes it so much more vivid and it's w simple yeah oh and some yeah it's, it's nothing complicated i feel like it's almost like you know probably for him it's it's just you know <laughs> naturally comes as as he's as he's writing a draft or whatever but um but yeah it's just those little details uh one story that he told uh about the holy grail yeah um and i forget which which of his books it was from a short story book um um and it was just a, a fun little story. It's kind of humorous, very kind of English to me. Like well, that's English. the thing. Like I feel like <laughs> his writing is very English. Yeah, you know, he comes but from he that is. tradition yeah. of you know, uh, not necessarily humorous, but like just dry humor. Yeah, it's so just, English dry it, humor. It's, it's a natural part of his storytelling style, um, and that's kind of the the tenor of that story was really, you know, just a little bit of a kind of fun story about an old lady who finds the holy grail in a in a you know five and dime basically yeah. and and suddenly has a night of the round table or a, a, yeah. a knight who's on a, a journey to find the holy grail who comes uh comes to her, her house front door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's just a it was i don't know a very simple story but it's just like one of those things where it's like if you, so good though yeah yeah if, if if i ever had an idea to write a story like that i'd feel super proud about that because right. it's just fun and and you know and there's an element of uh you know uh kind of uh i don't know depth and 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 you know maybe not a moral per se but just like you know just a just kind of a fun little story to to be able to tell the people that that puts a smile on your face and that's kind of like all the time when he was reading these stories i just kind of closed my eyes because you're in a dark room anyway oh, yeah. so and just listen to what he's saying and try to picture it in your brain you know yeah this <laughs> was i definitely did the same it was one of those events you know it's like i pulled out my phone in the first two seconds just to snap a picture of neil gaiman up there and i put it away and i just paid attention listened closed my eyes when he was reading the stories just like soaking it in like i it was and i saw a lot of people like with their phones out recording i was like no this is this is a personal moment like i don't want the phone 
yeah, I want to remember this, but I'm probably going to remember this better if I actually pay attention. Mm. Um, I may be wrong because my memory sucks, but like I'll get the feeling like that feeling of I've always enjoyed listening to him read his own stories. Yeah. Uh, His, you know, audio books are fantastic. Uh, He does a great job with them. But being in the room, like actually feeling that story and him talking, it, it was everything I thought it would be and more, to be honest. Like it just like I didn't. It was like emotional. It was great. It was fantastic. I freaking loved it. Uh, yeah. I wish it didn't end. Like <laughs> I was like, ah, keep going. I'll keep listening to more. I might fall asleep because I'm so exhausted, but like uh, put me to sleep. You lull me to sleep, and this will be the best sleep I have. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I – that, to me, he's always inspirational to me. Like, I want to find a w- way to tell our story, you know, in a better way at times. Like, uh, I don't necessarily – I don't have the chops he does by any means, but, like, what can I do that's me? Yeah. Like, I think that's part of the thing, as you said, it's very Neil. It's very kind of like, that's his way. Like, what's my way? I don't exactly know what my way is, uh, but I guess I got to find it. Got to find your way. Well, yeah. And I don't think it's something that happens. The first story you tell or, you know, overnight, it's it's a career of writing that really defines your voice uh, as a writer. Um, And so, you know, it's it's. This is a guy who's been doing this for decades, yeah. you know, since the 80s and maybe 70s. I think he started his career as a journalist in the late 70s, possibly. I don't know. I don't know the exact dates, but, um, you know, the first things that he wrote were things like, you know, a history of, you know, such and such band and journalistic things. And it's just, you know, he wasn't writing Sandman on the no, very first yeah. day. And that's kind of the reminder that I think any artist who, who you know you admire in that way you always remember they had to start somewhere yeah, too people and, start somewhere and you know build that practice and find that voice and that's what we're i feel like we're doing like we've got to put that work in to be able to get to that point where yes you know we we can uh hang our hat on a on a style or a uh, you know a, a voice that we have honed yeah but the only way we can do that is if we actually do. If right? we do the work. Yeah. <laughs> so if we do the work. And part of the, you know, part of he did Q&As and one of the questions was like, what do you do with writer's block? And his initial was just like, I try not to think of it as writer's block. Mm-hmm. Like that, it, that right there inherently is just that, you, you know, you're done. Like, so you're just stuck right now. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do to get through that stuck is you just keep doing. Keep writing. Yeah keep drawing keep whatever your creative endeavor is it doesn't need to be great or good it's just that you're going through the repetitions and the process so you're working through that stuckness Mm -hmm. by doing and then your mind gets back into a realm because if you if you stay stuck if you stay blocked you're doing nothing Mm -hmm. so you'll never get through that right yeah yeah there's there's no failure in in actually putting the work in because you can always edit 
You know, that's yeah. every good writer, writer, I think, is a good editor of themselves to some degree. Yeah, it's true of an artist too, visual artists, you know, y- you know, when you're not maybe hitting at yeah. full speed or you're not quite nailing the idea that you've had and but you still do it like you still try and then you take what that idea is and you say, OK, well, these parts are good and these parts maybe need yeah. some work. And then you you refine Rework. and you edit and you. You know, so any any work that you do when you feel like you have a block, if you're pushing through it and you're putting something on the page and even if you're looking at it as you're creating it and it's just like this is yeah, this a sucks, steaming but pile whatever. of shit, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you can still fix that. You can still work yes. with something. You can't. I think what he said was you can't work with a blank page. There's yeah, it's, nothing, it's already it's, perfect it's already as perfect. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A blank page is already as perfect as it will be. So, yeah. Um, yeah, to me, that was kind of a, a, a nice reminder. I mean, I've heard that advice so many times from yes. so many people. Just do the work. Um, but it was but in a more eloquent way than just oh, just yeah. do the work. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's it's it, we always need that reminder, or at least yeah. I always feel I like I need too. that reminder that when you're not doing anything, you're not accomplishing anything. When you at least try to do something, it's something that can be approved. Of. Yeah, you're, you. If your worry is always a failing, you're already failing by not doing, right? You're not accomplishing what you want to do, so you are failing. If you're at least trying, you're not failing. You're doing something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of have to. I mean, it's a, it's a thing I try to live by too. But yes, it's always nice to be reminded, and it's nice to be reminded by somebody that I respect so much and, you know, admire. Um, it's also nice to be told by my mother, like, you know, <laughs> anybody, um, but like just, you know, the stuff I do for work, you know, logos, uh, labels, anything, any graphic design stuff is, you know, somebody's paying me to do something and there's a time frame. I can't just sit there on my fucking thumb and do ex- nothing. Like I got to just start throwing ideas on the screen, penciling out or, you know, drawing stuff out. And then, you know, I fit pieces here and there, like uh, showing you a thing I was doing earlier today. Like I, this was initial idea and I just kind of going through and it's like these pieces, I'm still not a hundred percent feeling it. Like I feel like there's something that I could do that'll strike more. Uh, but I wouldn't know that unless I was putting it actually visually in front of me and then moving things around. I'm doing something to try to work through it to get to something. It's not just going to be exactly what I want it to be the second I put it on paper or I, you know, put it on the screen. Like, it, that's not how the world works. I mean, maybe you, you, you'll strike gold every once in a while, but that's not how everything works. You actually got to do it. And even when I feel like I've struck gold with something awesome, if I sit and stare at it for a minute, there's always something that I'm like, oh, if I just did this it would be that much better um and even sometimes i'll like send something to a client that i was really proud of and then after we're like a day or two later i'll be thinking about it still or something like fuck what if i did this and i'll do it i'll be like yeah that's better shit um not that i wasn't i mean proud of what i sent because the client was all about it but I mentally am just like, fuck, all right. Uh, You're always thinking, you're always working, but your mind won't work on those things unless you are doing it. Yeah, I I feel like a a good motivator for me 
And something I generally need in life is deadlines. And I think that's the hardest part of what we're doing with this project is like, you know, we don't have a publisher. We don't have somebody who's telling us deadlines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't have somebody telling us you need it done by this date. You know, we we're not working with the client here. It's just us. We creating. can tell Lorelai to do it. Yeah, and I she mean, might hurt us. This is, I, well, yeah. I think Millie would be Millie like, would hurt uh, us, yeah. yeah, she'd be a tough editor. You know, she would, uh, she'd crack the whip. Um, but you know, that's part of the reason that we've talked about a schedule and we've talked about, oh, mm -hmm. this is when this would get done and this is when that would get done. Um, we're, I am behind. I think that's really the kind of the key thing right now. So, um, but I, I think if there is no deadline, that's my, my, my weakness in life just in general is like, I procrastinate. I will yeah. always procrastinate. Even if there is a deadline, <laughs> I will still procrastinate. Oh, I do too. And I think, um, I work well backed into a corner to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same way, but I also I feel like, it, yeah, I wish I could be that person. I have a coworker who is going on maternity leave, uh, in, uh, about a month. And one of the things earlier this year when, you know, she had all this work and we were trying to figure out how it's going to get done, you know, she would say, well, I'm going to help out future Alex, you know? And so it was like, oh, I like that idea. Cause sometimes I don't help out future Paul. Like yeah. I, I am a really, oh, I'm yeah. doing future Paul a lot of, uh, disservice, a lot of cases. And, and I just kind of like, you know, that's funny. I, I really like that idea cause I want to help out future Paul, you know? And, and, a lot of that to me is like get the work done now, start it now, do some of these things yeah. so that you can improve it as you go along rather than at the last minute trying to scramble and put together something that you you're may not, not be happy with, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Not, that you really haven't given the time to edit and, you know, iterate through. Um, so, you know, that's that's just a life lesson that I'm learning from somebody who's, you know, going through a big life change and, and shout out to Alex. Yeah, no, I like that um, <laughs> because I feel like I do the same. I uh, future Bryce, uh, fuck that guy. Uh, but uh, that's generally also, my yeah. attitude about the future. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a future Bryce problem. Exactly. But you know what? It is a future Bryce problem, and I'm Bryce. Um, I proc I procrast. I've always been procrastinating. I've been trying to be better, more proactive uh, than reactive. But I also I do thrive when my back is in a corner i know i do but is that the best use of my time my skill probably not because i i mean here's the deal is even if i did something well in advance i'd be tweaking it up until that last date so now i've been able to give myself the time to uh have more edits or time into it and even if i do it way early i'll still be thinking about it up until towards the end and last minute i'll be like oh no okay i want to do this this and that um so you but if you only do it that last second and then you have to turn it in you don't give yourself a chance to edit yourself um i mean i used to do that in school all the time i would you know a term pay like a paper was due a big paper and i'd be like yeah okay the night before i'm staying up all night and just doing it yeah i like i'm gonna be tired but you know it's gonna get done it's gonna be good but it's not gonna be great yeah um and uh yeah i'm, I'm st still getting good grades whatever uh but you know these are that was school that was a different thing uh, this is like things we actually say we want to do and accomplish yeah. and uh uh, put our best foot forward because if we do put our best foot forward, 
you know, there's chances of other things happening. Yeah. But if we half-ass it, then, you know, we've accomplished something and we feel good, but does it serve us other than just that? Mm-hmm. You know, if we're trying to make something a, a bigger something, a career, not necessarily a career out of comic books, maybe, who knows, but like a career out of creating and uh, inspiring others and helping others, we can't do that unless we give it our all. Yeah, you put your best foot forward, yeah. I, and I feel like that's... Um, and you can always tweak it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and I think particularly for comics, you know, this is our first comic, and, and after listening to a lot of podcasts of comic creators and, and whatnot, you know, you're not going to knock it out of the park the first time. Huh. And, and that's I mean, okay. Yeah, to me, the most important thing is... is that we get something done that we're proud of and that we feel like we gave reflects it our, yeah. our our abilities, you know? And I feel like, yes, we're going to be new to this, but, you know, I, I feel like there's there's kind of a bar mentally in my mind of, of that we got to clear just in terms of quality. And I, I couldn't articulate it to you, but I just no, know. Like, I feel the same. It, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, I, I you go into a comic book store and particularly where they have, you know, uh, a local artist rack or something, and you look at some of the comic books there, and it's not that they're bad per se. Actually, I think some of them are really excellent comics, but they're maybe lacking a little polish or you know whatnot. And I think that's kind of what we may end up looking like a little bit. But I want to try to close that gap as much as possible. Yeah. I want you to be able to pick up this comic book and oh, like who, be like publishes well, yeah and it's like oh this is an image comic or something you know and and just like you wouldn't know the difference between something else that's on the shelf from a from a major publisher totally um and that means you know the quality of the print that means the quality of the art that means the quality of the story all of these things all of it you know we we have high aspirations about it but i don't think they're impossible either so it's just a matter of getting the work done and and being able to come back and improve it where maybe something's weak and whatnot yeah so i mean here's the deal is we give it our all our all is what we have at this point in time towards what we're doing the next go around we're gonna have more ammo more knowledge uh to where our all is going to be that much greater because we now have the experience of doing you know, one prior and then learning from those mistakes. It's not that we didn't give it our all we did, but you learn because it's not going to be, you know, the end all be all greatest thing ever. You know, but if we half ass it, then we're leaving things on the table that we didn't need to. Yeah. And just one less person who's likely to pick it up because they're like, Oh, this looks a little, if we leave things on the table just because (laughs) of our own, you know, not, uh, we don't know what we don't know type thing great i don't give a shit it's like you know it's like any sports game soccer you know i've played i I never cared about losing a game i always wanted to win every game but if we lost a game that was a hard-fought battle we gave it our all both teams were just going at it and just it was a great great game and the other team just happened to you know outdo us in the end Mm -hmm. i still love those games um because you know we left everything on the field now you we come back the next game and we know a little bit more about this team and hopefully we can hand it to them next time but you know those are the type of things that i want to try to do in anything in life and i don't always succeed 
you know i mean for one reason or another like tired whatever but there's always an excuse as to why not but i'm trying to not do that stuff you know that future bryce stuff i i, I gotta take care of that guy <laughs> um yeah i mean that's uh to me this has always been something that i've i've wanted to do make a comic and so that we are we're gonna get there we're gonna get to the finish line it's not a question of uh if to me it's 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 when when, and it's a question of what is it gonna look like when we get to the finish line yeah no i also i also want to do it for you yeah like i want to give my best for you because (laughs) i want us to like have this yeah i don't want to feel like i've failed you in any way shape or form either on anything we do you know yeah that and then like at the end of the day i feel like we have a good story you know we've talked about what we're trying to accomplish and i think it's just it's just that doing part right now that's that doing part that <laughs> damn uh, doing yeah, part yeah. Pesky uh, i'm thinking about you know october paul and like you know i don't want october <laughs> paul to hate life cause yeah because he's like trying to jam through page after page of comics so that means may paul really needs to get on the wall <laughs> may paul get on the wall yep, yep. on the ball on the wall on the wall and all, on the ball. yeah all of it indeed but yeah um i mean we're pushing about an hour i i mean i i think it's good chat i feel like yeah. we talked a lot about inspiration because i feel like you know that that motivation piece of it a lot of it comes from inspiration seeing people do things or to you know seeing you know going to a, a record store that you love and seeing all these great records that somebody put their heart and soul into and yeah, going to the comic book store and seeing all these other books people's on the art and yeah. stuff. And and to me it's it's that motivating factor. It is you know the thing that's like uh, to me at least it keeps keeps the dream alive cuz it's like if they could do it why can't I? Yeah. They're oh. not special. Nobody's defi- special. Yeah, everybody <laughs> everybody started somewhere. Except for Neil. Neil's yeah. special. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, he started somewhere too. And uh, I mean uh, to go with that as well. I think, you know, it, it's also um self-care self-reflection uh taking time for you as well to be able to enjoy those things right like uh, if you're so burnt out your mind doesn't want to do anything yeah like i i know i've been burnt out and i just don't want to i don't want to write i want to do anything but like there's never been a time where I've done something creative and, and like regretted it. So I think that's, yep. you know, I was, that's fair. I was reading something about, uh, it's uh, lifted me out of those times. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, doing something creative it could always, be, it could be one little thing in a day. It yeah. could be so menial really, but it's so big. Yeah. And I, I mean, I always do feel like at least at some point in the day, I'm doing something creative, whether it's, you know, learning a song or, or, you know, doodling in the sketchbook, even if it's not about the comic, but it's just mindless doodling while I watch TV. There's always something. And so, yeah. but it's, it's, it's gotta be a little bit more direction sometimes too. And that's really where I'm, I'm working on myself to try to <laughs> yeah. get that direction done. Cause again, October Paul, October Paul, I, I don't want, I want that guy to have a Octo-Paul. good Paul, uh, Octo Paul. I want Octo Paul to have a good day at the end of it. I want Octo Paul to have a good day at the end of it, because uh, I don't want you pulling your hair out. I mean, I think it's too also short to pull out anyway. Yeah, I know, but I think also if we, I don't want you to get burnt out. I don't want to get it burnt out. But I think we will get ourselves burnt out if we don't think about the uh, Octo Paul and Bryce. Because if we push it all to that last minute, we're gonna drive our drive ourselves crazy. Where it's gonna go? Well, fuck this. Why do I want to do this again? But it wasn't 
that we couldn't do it and it wasn't the process. It was how we went about it. Mm. And then we fucked ourselves. Um, and when we could have made it easier on ourselves, um, and sustained, cause I would love to at the very least get the first entire story out eventually. Right. Like yeah, issue yeah. one's going, I'd like to go through the first story arc. Yeah. If, if we can both sustain, um, I think we can, but that's also more of that, you know, self, uh, future self, uh, taking care of, um, word, word. All right. With that, this has been another episode of TSC Workshop, a podcast. I almost forgot about what our name was. Uh, I don't know why. Um, You can find us on the socials at tscworkshop.com, on the web, socials at TSC Workshop. Uh, You can find Polly at... At Gato Boys. That's it. At Gato Boys. That's it. Gato. See you later. Peace.